0: I mean, who knows? There's a lot of dust.
1: Yeah, the the is the it's the maid the maid's day off today,
0: <laughs> mate. Looking at the dust on this, <laughs> she's had tre- the year tre- off.
1: Trevor's referring to my roadcaster, which uh, is used pretty heavily during the week yeah. for this podcast and for my own. <laughs> pretty heavily for two <laughs> podcasts. two shows. No, no, I record some phone calls and interviews and stuff on it as well. Hmm. But uh, yeah. And there's no suggestion of coronavirus on it anyway, Trev. No, mate. You're good. Did you bring your hand sanitizer just in case though?
0: Uh no. Do you still carry that around? No.
1: Yeah, I don't either. I just don't touch things. Have we yeah.
0: That's what I Are don't. we are we through it, you reckon? I think
1: tomorrow, uh so we're recording this on Thursday, so Friday in New South Wales. I think it's gonna link ten up.
0: people in a restaurant, ten people in a cafe. Yeah, but still. Don't four, think
1: restaurants are gonna open just for ten four, people there. Four
0: people positive. My my mum won't even open. Really. I rang and said, Mum, you know, as of Friday you can open the restaurant for ten people, not the bar. Yeah. She goes, Yeah, I don't think I want to. Yeah. She had a and by the way, that's not because you know, a lot of you know, like uh, Neil Perry's like, Well we seat two hundred <laughs> and we wouldn't make money <laughs> My mum wouldn't have more than four people in that restaurant ever. Yeah. But she just couldn't be asked.
1: Yeah.
0: Fair <laughs> enough. So I don't know what she's doing. She's just enjoying giving people takeaway. Uh, I oh, she's still doing takeaways. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I um my mum, I because I do, I'm putting stuff on her Facebook page for her. So I took some photos when I went up there a few months ago to use them on the Facebook page. And I put a photo up of mum handing food out the window where the takeaway is going to be. And <laughs> so every week I put different ones up. This one I put up and I go, you know, we're still open for takeaway. Just come by. We'll pass it out the window. Da da da. Yep. And, you know, I boosted, like I paid 50 bucks in the area. That's like everyone that lives there. It's, <laughs> yeah, like it's right. going to hit everyone. <laughs> anyway, so it's going well, this boost, and it's getting lots of comments. You know, love yeah. your pizza, da-da-da-da, and like awesome. normally no one comments. And then this woman, random, she goes, well, where am I going to eat it? And I just wrote back as the walk. Hotel. I wrote, yeah, well, you're free to take it home and enjoy it there, or perhaps you could find a park on the way home. And, you know, just trying to be nice. And she goes, <laughs> you're meant to eat food as soon as it's served. You should know that. And oh my god, mate! I Gark didn't say patrol. anything. I didn't have to say anything. The locals just oh, smashed her, piled on, smashed her, giddy up. And, it, and you know what? She deleted the comment. Wow, that's how bad wow. she got smashed by the locals. Yeah, what a narky comment! Exactly. Like, okay, if you, she was just what fi- do you she wasn't filthy with the pub. She was filthy with the you know with the lockdown. And she's she taking live, it out She live like an hour away. Yeah, she fifty Ks away. Yeah, right. Because most people do. Uh, mate, there's know, only six people that live k's eat at it. my mum's pub. <laughs> pull over and eat it. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I, mate, I went to I was down at Robertson today down in the Southern Highlands and I went to the pie shop and there are two people per you know, are allowed in there any one time, you're gonna yeah. get your pie and walk out basically. And everyone's just parked out the front eating their pies in their car. Smashing it. Just great.
1: Yeah, there's been a few in car consumption of food in the yeah. last couple of months. Why not? And I've, I've done it. You've done they it. They
0: should bring back the roller skate diners. Yeah, well, then put a little tray outside your window. <laughs> Just like happy little, days. Yeah, Drive-in yeah. movies, are they open yet? <laughs> <laughs> someone,
1: someone suggested that they use the drive-in movie format for a concert. Could you imagine anything worse, sitting in a car, yeah. Oh, yeah. listening yeah. to a concert? <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting desperate now. Musicians obviously can't perform in front of a pub a crowd at pubs and clubs and whatever. So imagine that. Would you Would you do
0: that? Would you go to a drive-in to watch a concert? Well... I wouldn't, personally. I, I'd put it to you this way. I wouldn't go to see, you know, just anyone, but John Farnham's performing there. I'm there. Oh, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. I think that if... Depends on who Empire the... Empire a- of the Sun were there, yeah, you probably would.
1: Maybe. But I don't think they would uh, bother with the drive-in yeah, concept.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Stephen, before we get on to the show, uh, shout out to the people that did sign up for the private feed. There's only five spots left. Five so, spots. So. Um, you know, it's <laughs> quite simple. It's and like the Boxing Day
1: sales, the people <laughs> waiting at the door, they're going to
0: rush in. Big thanks to the people at Wooshka for giving us double the number yes. of uh, feeds you're meant to normally have. Well, we are but pioneers in this space, aren't I'm we? I'm not asking for any more. Yeah. Uh, mainly because, and to the people that have got the private feed and haven't been able to get it working, I hear you, we're, we're guinea pigs. Uh, Apple Podcast is really the only way you can get it at the moment. Uh, One of our listeners, Rob, did get it working in Pocket Cast. Uh, I don't know. I I can't give you any advice yet until we we muck around with it a bit and uh, we'll see how it goes. But bottom line, after every show, there should be a feed there. So if you have to delete the feed and re-add it, go for your life, whatever you need to do. But um, big little bit, little borrow of, and steal. Well, that's how I live my life. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's not why we're here. But if you wanted to, you need to go to our websites and uh, and email us, and I will add you to the private feed. Stephen will forward your email to me. Yeah, I will. I've I'm, done that a few times. I'm in the administering last week. the feed, yeah. and I've been adding the names. And you must think, am I, am
1: I in your junk folder yet? I've sent you enough emails. <laughs>
0: In the last week, how did you know? Have you been looking at my my computer? <laughs> uh, but no, we're uh, we're we're loving a bit of a uh, bit of friendly banter uh, in the private feed. So if you want to be part of it, go to the website techguide.com.au or eftm. com. <laughs> Welcome to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Not a bad price.
1: With Trevor Long from EFTM.com. Really handy device. And Stephen Fennec from techguide.com.au.
0: Stephen, episode 436. Thanks to the good people at Netgear and Uniden, long-time supporters of the show, and we appreciate their support, and we appreciate you supporting them. Um, There's a lot going on right now, uh, frankly, in the tech world. Lots of little things. Uh, yeah do, do you feel like it's picking back up I mean I feel like bit, uh, we're really getting it is know. a
1: bit a company reached out and asked if I if I was up to attend an event in July and I said um, if it's not illegal I'll come <laughs> I
0: um, I said what maybe what was your response they they we won't name the company their email well it was a PR company we don't even, oh no that was representing yeah they, no, they, representing yeah. Um, they said uh, if you could reply yes or no by close of business <laughs> so what does Trevor do I wrote back maybe <laughs> <laughs> Well, I didn't want to. Over, I didn't want to commit because Why? that's like RSVP. You got something on in July, have you? Yeah, I might. <laughs> got a little trip maybe planned, or I, I just might not want to go.
1: <laughs> I don't want to be committed to things. <laughs> Trevor, he's got to be different. He's got to be different. He's got to do it his own way.
0: Just I don't. And like, that's what we like about. I don't mate. like committing to things. Yeah. I was just. I was just flagging that if they put an event on. I would consider it at the time. It's like, you know, three months ago, do you remember the emails that were coming that were saying, if we did a thing at, in France or wherever, you know, yeah, would, you, like, would you go? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'd have to think about it. Like, yeah. you know, we'd yeah, but, have to yeah, analyse at but, the time. And then when the time came, it was like, hell no, I'm not going. Yeah, but when, but when
1: they asked you, it was, we didn't know what was going on. But now it's we seem to be on the back end of this. July is still, what, two months away. Yeah, but Australia's
0: so. on the back end of it. I oh, know, but the the events in Australia this anyway. not this isn't a trip; it's an event in Sydney, isn't it? Is See, I said? think you're forgetting. I don't go to events. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I've <laughs> noticed that about you.
0: That's the hardest part about this is I've got I've, no. I've got to represent for us. not to go to these things anymore. Yeah. Anyway, um, speaking of things uh, coming to the fore and being announced, I um, I'll be honest. I didn't think Samsung would announce the prices for their 8K TVs this soon after announcing the 4K range. I well, I think honestly LG thought LG forced going, the hand, I think. You think so? So yeah, I definitely. thought it was going to be like a July thing when they, uh, you know, come out and hit the market. Well, they're available now, today. I think two things have happened. One, LG went holus bolus. They announced everything, they every model, yeah. every price, even if they weren't in market today. They announced yeah. all the prices. Secondly, everything I'm hearing is TV sales are going great.
1: Exactly. Um, I've got a story actually going to publish tomorrow about that. So, I've got some quotes from all the uh, brands, but... Year-on-year, year, you're right. Um, um, my info is that sales are up 20% year-on-year. Year yeah. And eight, and the prices that, that Samsung announced today, while they're high, it's an 8K TV, though. Yeah. We're, we're talking... We're talking Rolls Royce here. Like we the these these are premium premium TV. Q it is a buyers' market though for TVs right the
0: now. The Q nine fifty T, which is their eight K yeah. premium flagship TV, this is the is one beautiful. that we saw yeah. in Korea. It is yeah. stunning. They're, it looks like it's hanging on the wall with no border yeah, around it. It's amazing. beautiful. Yeah. It tops out at twenty one nine nine nine. So twenty two thousand dollars for an eighty five inch. Yeah. Ten grand for a sixty five inch. Now, that's a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, if you have got a lot of money, then this is the best and most beautiful TV it, you could buy.
1: Yeah, but it's like you, you can buy a Porsche or you can buy a, 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 a Ford Falcon. It's a, it, there's a choice. Well, you can't buy a Falcon anymore. obviously. Okay, well, you know <laughs> what I mean. You can buy a, a, a Hyundai. Yes, it, it's it's a you either that that's why the, a, a, a Rolls Royce and a, a Mercedes Benz and all those cars cost more because they're beautiful, they're luxurious, they're well crafted, they've got all these features. And, yeah, the other car kind of does the same thing, mm. but just not in as nice a way. Yeah,
0: and I so think that's th- the comparison, I think. The the thing about the way you'll convince the missus on this one, if you're <laughs> a squillion If you strike a power is, ball. Is, is, ...is this thing's beautiful when it's off, beautiful yeah. when it's on. It like is it's remarkable. Just, it is really it's just nice. just a beautiful yeah. television. I remember when we saw it, we thought,
1: wow, we were stunned. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. And just to give you an idea, Trev mentioned it before, the... The screen looks like it's just there. There's no bezel. It's just the picture and nothing else. And then the edges of the TV, when you're looking at it side on, is where all the grills are, where all the speakers are.
0: Imagine imagine you've got a, a bit of paper that's beige, the colour of your wall, and then you get a, a photo, remember, an old-school photo printer, <laughs> and you sit the photo on the paper. Now draw a, a, a line around that photo, a border around that photo with a Sharpie. Yeah. That's your normal TV with this Samsung draw it with a with a HB pencil yeah, like just it's thin, a one yeah. thin line around the outside that's the the contrast yeah. is as much as a texture versus a pencil on a drawing Absolutely. on a bit of paper it, it's beautiful but yeah. it's also very expensive and they'll sell them they'll sell yeah. them no worries oh, and
1: those are re- recommended retail I'm, I'm sure in retail they're they're going to probably be cheaper but you know we're talking here an 8k tv we're talking this just the technology you're paying for the technology on board the yeah. technology on board this tv is not your average TV there's things like the active voice amplifier mm. that can actually increase the volume of the spoken word on what you're watching so if there's music and effects and everything going on it'll pinpoint the voice and make it louder yeah so that that's one it can also it's got the object uh, object tracking sound as well so the speakers around the edges of the screen if it moves say an object moves left to right on the screen you'll hear that directional sound from the TV, which normally you need an array of speakers to have that effect. So this isn't just a... You're not just paying for the added pixels, you're paying for all these this enhanced technology and the AI. The Just the upscaling alone is an achievement as well. Their 8K upscaling, yeah. which we saw as well in Korea, that is remarkable how they can improve an image from... Yeah, even HD quality to 8K quality. Yeah,
0: and it's done not just through the basic technology that exists to take pixels to to a greater level, but it's this the use of the term artificial intelligence. It's difficult to explain uh, deep machine learning. There's a whole bunch of different things they say, but basically Samsung has taken thousands of pictures and they've run them through a computer and that computer has looked at the pictures and it's able to determine what things are and it's created a database of mm. things thousands yeah. and thousands
1: like of objects say th- like things. trees and horses and yeah. cats and plates and, and, and plants so
0: and the tv is able to go there's a cat a tree and a house in there uh, a tree has lots of little leaves be sure <laughs> to you know overemphasize those little leaves a cat has fur a house has straight lines you know try yeah. like there's basic things that it's doing and this is all happening well, in milliseconds as it appears yeah. on your screen. So incredible. It's not like you have to run your disc through the machine <laughs> for it to to, to analyze upscale and then you play it. This happens in real time.
1: Yeah, it's pretty impressive.
0: So that's the Samsung range announced with the eight K pricing, which is awesome. But the other
1: the others, the Q eight hundred T though, so the Q nine fifty, there One is down. the Q eight hundred, so there's like a uh, Top shelf and there's slightly lower shelf of eight K still TVs. out
0: of reach of most people. Well, but the, the, the <laughs> that's most affordable—that's how high the
1: shelf is. Yeah, the most affordable is a sixty-five inch, which is sixty-three ninety-nine, which is you
0: know,
1: we, we, I reckon probably in retail that's probably five triple nine. But
0: just, but I mean, on um, a comparison. You know, top end LG is about five grand, mm. so you're paying about, about, about fifteen. We're about to talk about a We're
1: about to talk about a sixty five inch OLED from LG that's mm. five thousand three hundred ninety nine bucks. Mm. So you're kind of in the nearly in the ballpark. Yep. But the uh, I noticed too that the top size, the biggest size, is in the nine fifty. They have got an eighty five, and the eight hundred has an eighty two. It's not an eighty-five, so there's there's two different sizes there. Interesting. So um, the eighty-two inch, though, the Q800T comes in at eleven thousand six hundred and forty-nine, which I think if you ha- if that price from from two ye- whenever they were two years ago when they announced the first ones, that is remarkable pricing for yeah. just in two years the prices come down.
0: Also, that's the manufacturer suggested retail price. Yeah. and I'll bring you now to that LG conversation, which is yeah. pricing wise, uh, we, we've both looked at an LG OLED. The, the C10, which is listed at 53. It's yep. it's at 44, 45 uh, that in, much in retail here. already. Wow. I looked, so what I did, I took every single LG that was announced that's now available in stores. Yep. They are all, to the number, 16.7% cheaper wow. than you ma- than the manufacturer retail so listed there must price. Be a bit, there must be a
1: margin in them, don't they?
0: Well, I mean, the manufacturer listed price, eh. uh, you know, has so much margin built into it that... that Harvey Norman and JB are happy to pull 16.7% off wow. it. That's pretty good. So it also makes me think, why are we even bothered quoting the prices the yeah. manufacturers recommend? Well,
1: I always... Uh, I mentioned in my... story, I know you did a bit more on yours, but I mentioned in mine that I, I'd seen it cheaper. Yeah. So I think having the RRP and the fact that, look, you, you're probably not going to pay this in store, I think is... While we're
0: thing. talking TV, and before we talk about the specific TV we both had, on the LG front, also, when you look at prices in retail... There's three LG OLED TVs. There's the B10, the C10, and the G10. The gallery, B, yeah. C, and G. Yep. B and C, uh, uh, OLED's C has nearly all the, the top-end features. B lacks a few little things. Yeah. So not, it's not amazing. Good, better, best. Yes. Yep. The gallery is pretty much the C with a couple of extra things, and most importantly, the width or the depth of the TV has been spread across the whole thing. It's the gallery wall. It's made yeah. to be wall-mounted. It's too, I think
1: it's two centimetres off the wall.
0: Mate. It's only five hundred dollars more than the C. Wow! Right, so worth the extra cash. At JB, you can spend four grand on the B, four and a half on the C, and five for the G at a sixty-five inch. Wow, that's pretty good. I I don't know why you're buying the C ten. Yeah, go hard. Yeah, yeah, go big. When the G. Which is going to be because it's going to no. be wall mounted anyway. Unless you are not, if you're wall mounting your TV, yeah. you're mad not to buy the yeah. Gallery TV. But e-
1: even not wall mounted, the Gallery is still a smart looking television. I like the stand.
0: Yeah. I like yeah. their their you know their slipstream little stand nice. on, on the B and the beam. But it is. But
1: I, I saw it. You saw it at CS. Yes, Were mounted on the wall. Mm. Beautiful. But I, I put I put like a, a, a die a, a quarter next to it, and it was. Quarter was f- further off the wall than the TV, mm. so it's remarkable how like it's it. That's why they call it gallery. It's like hanging a painting.
0: Which which is interesting because most people refer, uh, I guess, they associate OLED with thinness because when you yeah. walk up to an OLED and the the C10 we reviewed, super, you know, it's thinner than an iPhone. It's a two dollar yeah. coin thickness at the top. Yeah. So for the for the top half of the TV, it's this stupidly thin thing, but the bottom half. Three or four centimeters fat because it's got all the guts That's in it. That's where all the circuitry is, and yeah. all of that has been spread out in the gallery. Yeah. And I honestly think that is your best OLED option. Is the yeah, gallery well, TV? I, I, yeah, I,
1: I didn't realize it was uh, that the prices, the retail mm. prices, have come down that now, so
0: close on the LG sixty-five inch C10. Yep. You're you've got an OLED, so you, you look yep. at them regularly, right? Yep. Here's the thing: I haven't seen an OLED TV in a while. Mm. I haven't put an OLED TV up to to look at and review mm. in a while. As soon as I took it out of the box, as soon as I put it on up, I went, oh, t- OLED. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yep. And and you're right, you know, I've
1: been looking, I've been used to looking at it. Yeah, you're right. And I've, I've got one in my office as well, as and the one out in the lounge room is OLED as well. Yeah. And I, I'm, I am, You're right, I you're am spoiled. used to it. But, but I did see, and I actually put the new one in front of the old one right. in my lounge room. Yeah. So I just moved the old one back. Luckily, they're thin, and I put the new one in front of it. And it was I, I was able to actually compare them. I, yeah, I right. compared and and look the differences are subtle, but the made the AI the processor does all the heavy lifting here because yeah. the OLED itself this actual screen and the pixels are the Done same deal. Best same. thing you can watch but black can, levels, can color. Yeah, can
0: we agree that it is still unbeaten in picture quality? The picture to be OLED. I'll qualify that because. The one thing that OLED doesn't
1: have over LED is brightness. Yeah. But this, but the brightness of this new TV, while it, if you turn them both up bright as you can, the LED is going to beat it every time. But it, it's very rare. Like, I've got our TV in quite an open room with windows, and I've never, ever thought, oh, geez, I, I wish it was, was brighter. brighter. Yeah. Never, ever said it. Even though LED, Samsung, and all these other brands are going to say, oh, LED brightness smashes no it, oh, no. that, that they're going to play to their when strengths. When do you need it? Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's it's never ever me said. Oh, geez, I wish that was brighter.
0: My, f- y- y- you'll go into your thoughts on the pitch quality because you're. We, I've said this a million times. You can see the picture quality better than I can. Yeah. But what I loved is a simple thing. It's an auto-genre selection.
1: Yeah, that's smart. Now, yeah. I've
0: had TVs, Hisense, uh, Samsung, others, they switch into game mode when you are when you plug in an Xbox or something. That's yeah, good. That's yeah. smart. It goes, it's an Xbox, I'm going to switch to game mode. But this is basically LG saying, you know what we noticed? We noticed you lazy buggers aren't going to cinema mode. No. You're not going to, to natural <laughs> mode. Smart. You're not going to yeah. dynamic. Because we know you're watching a movie. We can see the black bars top and bottom. We know you're watching a movie. Yeah. We know so you're
1: watching sport. There's grass and a ball. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so we're automatically yeah. going to switch to those modes for you, Smart. the modes exist. Yeah. This is not new. Yeah, they're just
1: automatically switching yeah, to that, those modes. That, that's really Brilliant. That's really cool. And, and the thing, the thing that I like too, and, and let's just talk about the, the fact that the OLED and how it works. And they demonstrated this really well. And my fandom with Star Wars pointed this out as well. The normal LED is have a lot of dimming zones. So there's, let's say, a normal LED has two hundred dimming zones. So that means the backlight gets lighter and darker depending on what's on the screen. So if it's a dark scene, the dark areas of the screen the backlight dims out or you know, it tries to be covered by the pixels. With with the LED, the OLED, because it's self-illuminating, there's no backlight. So every pixel technically is a dimming zone. Hmm. So there are 33 million plus pixels on a 4K TV. So technically the OLED's got 33 million plus dimming zones. So if this if you want to illustrate this for yourself and I know you not everyone's a Star Wars fan but turn on Star Wars the opening credits when the when the scroll go the crawl goes up and there's a star field Oh, that in bit front that of could you. have easily
0: been narrated <laughs> yep go yeah.
1: on Well, when there's a star field an LED TV yeah you're seeing a lot of the stars but the problem with it is some of them are so small that the dimming zones aren't small enough to give you a good impression of that little star hmm. but with OLED even if the star is a pixel wide, you're going to see it. Mm. So the difference, and I put them side by side in my the, uh, in my review, the difference of how it would look. Uh, that was actually off the LE, L, uh, LG's uh, their briefing. I thought, oh, that's a really good way to illustrate the difference in the backlights. And it's just remarkably different.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I think it's because we can all get caught up in... You know, Hisense spent a lot of the last few years talking about their dimming zones. You know, yeah, I think there's a, more than a thousand dimming zones yeah. on their on their, their their best TVs. That is amazing. And I remember when I last uh, tested that, I remember going to the trouble of mathematically working out what what size you know in terms of an eighty-five or seventy-five inch TV whatever it was. What how many you know centimeters was being lit so by each one zone? Part of the screen, yeah. And and you know, it's a huge. It's a huge yeah. bit of the screen uh, it just makes a big difference and t- it's weird, but Stephen, that's all I notice yeah. all like the other day um we've got uh, a samsung q l e d from probably three years ago in the kids' playroom sixty five inch it's on the wall, it's what they watch their buddy YouTube rubbish on whatever. the other night, I'm going to bed last, I switch off all the lights and I could see something in the playroom, and I went up, oh. and it's the Samsung logo bouncing around the screen, you know those things that screensaver, like, yeah. yeah. And, mate, I walked in, house is dark, it's black, Samsung logo on a black screen is white, and all I can see is the grey that's following yeah, it the, around, the right? Trail. Yeah, the <laughs> trail, And because the, 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 the TV is lighting that area of the TV and keeping yes. the rest black, Yeah, it's all I notice on TVs. And and the OLED is my benchmark. The OLED is the benchmark for Absolutely. that. And yeah. the only TV I'm most looking forward to seeing this year is Hisense's Dual Cell. Because yeah, totally. I know yeah. it's... Look, I don't know if it's going to be OLED quality, but I know it's going to do the smartest attempt at yeah. actual because it's not using dimming zones; it's using another LED panel yeah. or LCD panel to actually do what we're talking about. It's going to be fascinating yeah, to see that's, how that goes. Uh, that's,
1: when's that out? August is it? August? Uh, I feel like it's August. Yeah, August, yeah that's yeah. brilliant. The other feature I'm I was really impressed with was, and if you're look, if you're a film, if you're a film head like me, if you like watching your movies, the filmmaker mode is a brave I'll call it a brave feature. You know we Apple mm-hmm. took the the headphones on jack off as brave. Courageous. This is courageous as well because filmmaker mode is being true to the customer not true to the television. Mm. And by that I mean when you watch a movie okay and I reckon 99% of people listening to us right now don't realize that the TV actually does a lot of work in the background to smooth out the image and to make it to make it look nicer. So there's a there's a lot of with LG in their filmmaker mode, there's a lot of directors and even actors. Tom Cruise is very vocal about this mm. that cringe yes. when they look at their own work on a TV mm-hmm. because it's it's like it's it's the best way I can describe it is like if if a photographer takes a really nice shot and then then the, the the screen you watch it on photoshops it. <laughs> it just puts a little Photoshop layer on it. Yeah. And the floor goes, what the hell? Like, hang on. That's what's happening with the motion smoothing and yeah. everything that goes on. Right. So with filmmaker mode, it turns that off. And it also runs right. it at 24 frames per second, which is like film. So wh- what that allows you to do is to see the motion judder that is represented on the screen. Yeah. So normally, like I watch Ford versus Ferrari. Have you seen that movie? Ford Beautiful. v Ferrari, yeah, great movie. movie. I watch that bits of that on the new LG, and in filmmaker mode, you notice a lot more of the judder, the the, the, the sort of that, that rougher that rougher transition of of fast moving objects. Yep, because that's a byproduct of film. That's how when even even some of the films shot digitally, the directors still want to have that look. So how I described it in my review is that it's like having a rough bit of wood and you've sandpapered it. Some people like rough wood, yeah. and in the film sense, that's the rough wood. They want to see that, that's how that's what is involved with the film. Yeah. And so film buffs want to see that, what the director intended like tom cruise came out i think it was a couple of years ago we he, yeah. he when uh, when he was making the top gun sequel he came out and and was encouraging people to turn off that feature because he wanted the films that they worked so hard on to be viewed as they were intended to be viewed. Yeah. So he he referred to that the, the whole motion smoothing. They refer to the industry refers to it as the soap opera effect. Yes. Where where it's sort of smooth, you know, they they so, they smooth out all the wrinkles of the stars with filters and all that. That's that's what he's referring to the soap opera effect. Yeah. And so that that's what LG is attempting to do here. They're being true to the customer who wants that. You, you don't have to have, turn it on if you don't want to. Yeah. It's in the settings. You can turn it on or off. But that's what they're going for—to give the customer the choice, mm. which is, I think, very brave. I think they're telling the customer, "Listen, we've got all these great technology, but if you can ignore that, if you want to watch your movie."
0: So the other thing about the TV that I noticed in my review was we need to redefine smart TV mm-hmm. because you know you can go to Ali and get a smart TV because it's got Netflix, right? Because yeah. it's got the internet, and it's got a Wi-Fi connection, yeah. Because <laughs> it's got internet, it's a smart yeah. TV, yeah. But having internet, tick. Having Google Assistant Alexa those kind of things tick yep. and then having kind of smarts to do things like image upscaling like this is yeah. this is the thing this TV is intelligent you know it's an intelligent TV the home dashboard to me looks spectacular. That's improved
1: the um, L- from the even last year's model. That's a totally different look and layout. I've got to say, yeah. and
0: I look. I said I had the thing for four days plus the weekend. I had packed it up on it. Like I literally had it for four days, yeah. three and a half watching it. You know, it wasn't enough time yeah, to really so, explore no, I, that.
1: I, I I asked if I could keep it a few days longer, but they said no, no. They're going to come and pick it up today. <laughs> I yeah. said I wanted um, to keep it another few days. The, I,
0: I look, and I don't think you could really explore the home dashboard without it. Yeah. Living with it, yeah, true. you need to know what yeah. it's like for months, and I think that, yep. I can't sign off on the fact that it's perfect, but it looks really well done. The way they've mm. laid out the home dashboard in terms of smarts, in terms of still showing your picture coming through, you know, your, yeah. your smart appliances, even when you're your hobby, smart you hover, you
1: hover, uh, even in the um, I noticed in the dashboard too, there's that you still see the what's on your live to what's yes. <laughs> playing, so you're not going to miss anything.
0: And you can change yeah, the yeah. input of that, like yeah. I was, I had that, and then I went, i was flick that to HDMI, yeah, one, yeah exactly, and yeah, it switched. Yeah, it's excellent.
1: There's also AirPlay on board too. Yep.
0: AirPlay. AirPlay out of the box was good. Yeah. The webOS version is is at its at its peak. It's really it's nice. So yeah. good. There's so many more uh, apps that now have that second band integration, so that when you hover over stand, yeah. you got the suggested. Disney titles Plus and stuff. has
1: that. Apple TV has yeah. that. Yeah. Even uh, I had it, I had the photo on my review stand. They've got all their recommendations. Netflix, of course. Prime uh, Video. So out of the box, this is just connected to everything. Like, what, what more could you do? What's missing? KO. Nothing. Oh, KO, but in the case of K.O., Airpl- you can use AirPlay to, yeah, to get that it's, on there. It, and yeah. I get but that. But it's coming, isn't it? Coming? You,
0: you know what? That that excuse you could use for K- yeah. for Stan and Netflix as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, okay. The fact is, having it built, we use to watch K.O. in our house because the Supercar E-Series, the, the yeah. virtual racing, is on every Wednesday night. And Jacko and I, we, mate, we've got a TCL, 55-inch QLED from like three years ago that's an Android TV. That's got KO on it. TCL TV's got KO on it. it well, it's, got, it's an Android TV. Ah, so you can install course, KO, yeah, right? That's just sitting in so the any Android TV in can kitchen and dining KO. room. Yeah, wow. So, mate, that's the TV we use. Wow. You know why?
1: So a Sony TV would have it then? Android?
0: Yeah, wow. an Android, any Android TV. Wow. But the Aldi Android TV can Koga. have KO, yes. But my point is that the Samsung, if it has an Apple TV, the Hisense, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. We, for, so in our lounge room, Hisense don't have KO, so we'd have to switch to... Um, a Chromecast or an Apple TV, Apple TV input, yeah. then find that you know powered up and stuff. It's just more complex than just going yes. Yeah. So yeah, I do think uh, you know LG said that to me when I answered the question when I asked the question. They said, "What about it? You just use Apple TV. Don't worry, yeah. mate. It doesn't change the fact that you wouldn't. They would prefer they had it. Of course, yeah, because it's popular. Ho- High sense haven't got it either. No,
1: Not it's only Samsung. Samsung. No, oh, Samsung. Samsung's got it. Yes, on. Okay.
0: 2019. So they've plus. got like an mate.
1: exclusivity deal or just the others aren't up to them yet? Or no, what's just, the go?
0: Mate, Ka- someone's got to build it. It yeah, costs right. money. Okay. Unless LG going to spend money to get it built, KO is going to build it when they're good and ready. Yeah, I bet. But I don't think it'll be long because, to digress, you know, KO are also is, a, is not a company called KO. It's a company called Stream Motion. Yeah. They're also building the, the drama and entertainment versions of KO, right? For Foxtel. Oh. So when Foxtel launched the... Whatever the hell going to call it Bruce or whatever it's going to be called. <laughs> Not I mean, Stan. funny that wouldn't it? Let's <laughs> call Bruce and Stan. Imagine calling the drama <laughs> service Bruce. Bruce um, no. Call it Merrill. What? Yeah, Merrill. Whatever. Merrill Street. Whatever you're going to call it, yeah. um, that that gives another level of credibility. So that app just yeah. instantly, it, you know, could yeah, be right. put on Samsung TVs because it's really just a rebrand to redeployment. So. Okay. I think that it will come to more TVs in a very short space of time. I want to mention the sound aboard
1: yes. these TVs. Um, I, don't know whether, I don't know whether you gave the Dolby Atmos a workout.
0: Look, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I pressed it. I did it, but I just don't believe that yeah. you're getting anywhere near true Dolby Atmos from uh, a two-centimeter thick. Yeah, TV. <laughs> I,
1: I did. I did it, and all the Star all the Star Wars movies on 4K have Dolby Atmos, mm-hmm. and. I did. Oh, well, it's not going to be a soundbar or a dedicated speaker system, but there is something there. Yeah, there's something. I think um, it just adds just a little bit more to a la- another layer to the sound. So it's it's good, not great, but I- at least it's there. You know that if it's there's that track available, if
0: you want to enjoy it, so better, look, better in a
1: smaller room. If you're in a smaller room, it would sound better.
0: The thing I would say is the bottom line this is a brilliant tv yeah it is frankly almost impossible to fault bar one thing the price price yeah and that's that's lg's challenge and look there's nothing they can do about it because they're expensive to make that's the bottom line, right? OLED panels are expensive to make. We know they that. They are. Um, the and
1: LG are good at it, and they're extending their lead in this area. They're really, really. Uh, they've put all the chips on the table with L, with the OLED, and, mm. and this illustrates the, how confident they are with this with this technology, and how how further they've taken it. I, I wondered even before C S C I I wondered. I said, what more could you do with OLED? Like, what mm. can they do? And the Alpha the Alpha Nine Gen Three processor. Really has a lot. It does a lot. It really is the difference here, because because as I said before, the physical OLED panel itself it's still the same panel. Yes. it's what they do with it now that's and better. And
0: so it's funny because what I would say is I don't know that I'd notice that those improvements with the AI and the processor, yeah. but yeah. what what I notice are the tweaks they've made to the software. Yeah, you know the more apps that have got the the two bar web OS, the home dashboard, those things are what I believe. Make this a better TV than last year's. Absolutely. Picture quality wise, I'd be happy oh, to recommend last year's OLED too if you can get yeah, a deal. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, but it's. Uh, but it, you're right. I think once you lay your eyes on this thing, you can't unsee it. You'll you'll always notice how how really just inky black the blacks are and the yeah. the colours really nice and it's just that contrast is brilliant. It's, uh, the, it's amazing.
0: The, the great thing for me, turning it on for the first time and going wow. Was it reminded me of the experience most people are going to have when they get their first OLED? Yeah, they're just going to go wow, yeah. and it doesn't matter what you paid for it, you're going to be happy. And
1: I think too, once once you go OLED, I don't think you can no, I don't I think you can go back. Yeah, I no, don't I, think you can have another TV. Yeah, hundred. So if LG get you in the door, they may have you for life with this technology. It's a very good point. Yeah, like that, I don't think I oh, you know next time we'll try a QLED because it's kind of like going from power steering to not having power steering in your car, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're our used Windows. to it, you want, you want it, and yeah. so, yeah.
0: All right, you can read our full reviews of the LG C10 OLED TV um, at techguide.com.au and eftm.com. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now,
1: I've got an announcement to make, Trev, oh, okay. about 5G. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's been a lot of speculation about what 5G is actually capable of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a lot of people have really gone too far this just time just a bit yeah with their their theories and protests about 5G yeah and their their thoughts that it can act that it actually spreads coronavirus <laughs> like is uh there there's <sighs> it just it's beyond belief that that this it, it's gained so much momentum and and it's funny because the media pick it up because it's like it's it's kind of it's so dumb that it's good that that this yeah. this story going on. Like it's it's like that, you know, that the movie that and it's referred to in Seinfeld, Plan Nine from Outer Space. Remember yeah. the movie they go see when they were waiting for the Chinese restaurant? Yeah. That one? it's so bad that movie. Have you ever seen it? Yeah. It's so bad that it's good. It's like that more recent movie, The Room. Have you heard that movie, The Room? Um, that that was made into it was a film became a cult classic, but it was so bad it was it was had like a cult following that people would watch it every week at the theaters and everything so that's the sort of that's the sort of appeal that this story's had that 5g spreads the coronavirus yeah so the the, the media's had a bit of fascination with it i'm very happy to say though that the house standing committee on communications and the arts this mm. week came out with their 5g inquiry report and they concluded that 5g is safe in, in fact, the the Australian government has committed, uh, I think, I think it $4 million to promote the fact that it's, it's safe yeah, as well. Yeah. So all the tin foil hat wearers, you're costing this $4 million in taxes there because they've got to actually put a campaign out to tell everyone that 5G is safe.
0: The Parliamentary Committee literally said that it has been assured that 5G is safe. Yeah. I mean, I've been through this. I'm kind of over it. It's so annoying. It's so frustrating. But yeah. It's about as annoying as the people who don't want to download COVID Safe. You know, it's like, well, yeah. there are always going to be people who are just like, and if you want a bit of fun, join the Know Your Rights Facebook group on um, on Facebook. <laughs> it's a bunch of people who think that they're above the law. They, th- they think that if you you can get out of a speeding fine just because there's, you know, you live in a police state or some... It's just yeah. stupid, mate. There's just people who oh have God. no interest in authority and, and adhering to the laws and regulations yeah. of the land. And they're the kind of people that are spreading this rubbish but, as but well. D- it's more I mean, mate, the fact that there was people protesting oh, the lockdown and they, had, they, had, they bore signs that said, you know, we shouldn't be locked down. Um, 5G causes cancer. Uh, five Gs killing bees and and Carol Baskin killed a husband. I mean, these people are just loony, loonies. <laughs> a bloke had that uh, on his sign. I yeah, mean, it's just I
1: saw it. It was busy, very busy sign. But honestly, the, the whole, but the whole conspiracy theory around it is th- that's what makes a conspiracy theory that it is like something. It can be worded in such a way where you think it, some people may think. Yeah, that might be right. Yeah, It's just like people think, well, what's the most famous conspiracy theory? That 9-11. Man, that man never landed oh, on the Oh, yeah, yeah. The moon landing, 9-11 is another
0: one. Like, come on. Come on. Why would the government
1: oh kill its own God. people, you crazy like,
0: loons? Please, please. How, how would they stage the Pentagon <sighs> crash? And the moon landing one, though, the, the moon landing one I've come to terms with because I now know, I, I believe I know what happened the conspiracy. Yeah. You see, I've cuz if you watch when the 50th anniversary the of the moon landing happened, yep. they uh they replayed the, in real time the CBS coverage yep. of it. Yep. Now, you've got to go back 50 years and realize they didn't have um cameras. They also didn't have great CGI graphics and different things. Yeah. So what they did was they created a set yep. and they filmed a bunch of things including a man st- jumping off it and the the thing touching down they filmed a bunch of things and because those things ran in the coverage yeah. I think uh. those that people took that vision and went but it was all made up it was made up so that you could demonstrate what was happening because yeah. there was no actual vision to fill the friggin time on the air now, I'm, so, I'm not
1: in the habit of recommending other podcasts, but there is a really good podcast that... Techguide.com.au. Apart from that. Yeah. But there's a podcast called 13 Minutes to the Moon. Right. it's uh, like It's been number one podcast for ages on in the, in the tech pod, techs category. Mm. That's re- If you're really fascinated about the absolute minutiae of the moon landing, well worth a listen. After you've listened to Two Blokes, of course, and yeah. Tech Guide. Yeah, sure. But... Um, 5G now the the whole the, the it's gaining momentum now. I think Telstra just today committed an extra 500 million to f- speed up the rollout, mm. and even uh, D D Link also came out with a number of five uh, three 5G products. 5G products as well. So the rubber's starting to hit the road here. We're seeing yeah. a lot more. Every every second device we see now is 5G. We, we, Telstra's already. Uh, so, sorry, the um, HTC 5G mobile hotspot's already been out for yeah. a, nearly a year now, hasn't it? Or Samsung, I think their one of their A series phones is going to be five G. So we're seeing now that this is real and that people can actually have five G coverage. When yeah. you saw it, where, was, when Vodafone launched it, was that at Parramatta? Hey, yeah. you saw that. Yeah. But I think even now, in, if you're in the CBD, if you're a Telstra customer, you probably see a lot of five G now.
0: Yeah.
1: And and around the airport, I think as well. Right.
0: There's a fair bit of five G now. Yeah. Like if you look at it now compared to a year ago, yes, it's it's all it's doubled. Melbourne has, I think they are saying about fifty percent of Melbourne is covered. Mm. But then when you look at the map, you realise that it's still... The, the, the thing that 5G doesn't have, that 4G has... So every G gets worse in terms of its, its coverage. Uh. So one tower doesn't cover as much space uh, with 5G as it does with 4G. So you get these genuine spots on the map, as opposed to these so kind of broad broadcast waves.
1: So in terms of so coverage, but capacity-wise...
0: Capacity They can is top a lot more. That's take right. a lot more. Right. Which is why it will, it will maintain its speed, because there will always be more towers for 5G than yeah. there was for 4G. Which is why it's also a, a bit sneaky of Telstra to say, we've, we're going to have 3,000 towers by whenever, or whatever number they give, because it, you can't compare it to 4G because... The same number of towers in in a 4G world and a 5G world does not equate to the same amount of coverage. Uh-huh. What we need to know is when they're going to have ubiquitous coverage. But, th- that said, Telstra has done huge things and they have lots yeah. of coverage um, areas in both Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane. Optus 2, we should should give yeah, credit, totally, they've got yeah. a lot of spots with good
1: coverage. And, and they've moved sort of more into the home, home broadband, broadband space. That's, like, that's I know, either Giro, our mate Giro Sen, he's got 5G in Maroubra, and yeah. my brother also lives in Maroubra, Michael, he's got 5G. g Yep. Yeah. My parents who live at the beach too—they've got—they were able to get it as well. Yeah, yeah. And the, everyone who's had it that I know, apart from them and a couple of readers, a few readers have got it, and they love it. They mm. think it's just—it's the answer. I think for a lot of those customers who are just maybe stuck with fiber to the node yep. with with pretty poor NBN speed, um, which brings us to the the link range, which is. Mate, pretty bold. I know these were were first floated at CES. Yep. But the um, they're they're now I think coming to market. We're talking about three products. One of them is I find this really interesting. It's an outdoor modem, so it actually sits on your on the wall, outside right. wall of your home or business with a five G SIM. Obviously, you get better reception if it's outside and then it can provide a inside. That's the main thing.
0: It's building penetration is not great. Yeah.
1: And then there's another one that's like a a, a gateway for indoors. So it looks like a modem, and then there's the other one, the uh, the the Wi-Fi six. So it's Wi-Fi six for all the devices connected, and it's five G. So it's got the speed and, and 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 advantages of Wi-Fi six, and also five G
0: in the back pocket as well.
1: Yeah. So that's that's going to be if you're on the move and in. in, in 5G areas, that's going to really make a difference.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting because I would argue NetKey kind of owned that space with 4G. They really did yeah. own the the portable space. The, M2, um, the M1, the M2, uh, yeah. and, and frankly, all the little hotspots. I think it's very right. interesting of D-Link to go to this point where they're saying, look, you know, we can provide now, like maybe, just maybe, what they're targeting is the HTC hub because Optus yeah. are very structured. They've got this device they have. Whereas what, what D-Link's realizes is if you get a SIM card from Telstra that's in a 4G area and Vodafone will be the same, yeah. hey, you've got yourself good home internet and we can provide that.
1: Absolutely. And, and these also, too, a lot of them, they point out the fact that they've, they've, they've got all these different um, 5G sub-6 frequencies and so they're saying it'll work on, on any of on any the networks. So it's unlocked. Yep. So you can get, use it on Telstra, Vodafone, Optus, whatever you like. Um, and, but no pricing yet. I haven't haven't seen pricing. Uh, th- that's not announced yet. I'm hoping to see these in market in the next month or two.
0: But by then, the five G footprint is certainly growing. Yeah, look, it's growing, and and the last thing I'd say about five G is you know why it's growing? Because they need to have it ready by September.
1: What's in September?
0: iPhone. Yeah, 5G. of course, of course. Do you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. just still, it still makes that's, sense. That's that the that big
1: tent pole Yeah, to, for, it, for sure. It
0: just makes sense that yeah. Telstra. If in, it's September, though, will well, they still launch it in September? Eight. They probably will, but Who the hell yeah. Knows? Yeah. Oh, I genuinely don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just it's hard to really be sure at this point. But that I think is why we're pushing this way with uh, with five G. Oh, totally.
1: You're going to see, and and I reckon it'd be safe to say that any decently priced smartphone from now on, like if it's a flagship yep. phone, 5G. Yep. Has which to be. Why, yeah, which
0: is why even TCL with their range yeah. of the, s- the 10, there's, there's yeah, a 5G version There's a 5G version, there? yeah, yeah. Right. And, and we'll soon see, I reckon probably... Probably, if not
1: later this year, early next year, you'll also see other brands too, like even sort of the more mid-tier brands come up with a 5G device too.
0: Interesting times. Two Blokes Talking Tech, uh, episode 436. If you want to get in touch, jump on our website or hit us up on Twitter at Stephen Fennick at Trevor Long. (music) And we do it all thanks to the good people at Netgear. And I love this phrase from Netgear. They say it on their website. Give your home a Wi-Fi hug. Orbi blankets your home with a steady Wi-Fi so you can stream wherever you want without a worry. No more running around looking for a stable internet connection. The whole point of the Orbi and other mesh systems uh, is that they provide your entire home. What I describe as a dome of internet over your home. Stephen, I heard you on the radio on, hm, what day was it? I feel like it was Sunday morning. And yep. you had another analogy. You had another analogy for, yeah. um, for having for, a speaker. Yes. a speaker, speaker around your house. If yeah. you've got a speaker and you have it in the front of your house, you turn up the volume, you can hear it in the other end of the house, but it's quite weak. If you put speakers throughout your home at the same level, a lower level, they'll all get get it. I thought it was a very good analogy. Thank you, mate. And my kids didn't know why I was listening to you. I said, He's my friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> there's other people I wouldn't listen to. Now they, they See, they know that I turned that off. Yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> Netgear Orby is the one we recommend, not just because they're great sponsors of the show, but because we. No, it works. Everyone we've recommended it to. In yeah. fact, like no other product, people are willing to go out of their way to say, oh my God, it works. Yeah, totally. And that, to me, is the best endorsement of the Netgear Orbi you can get. You can check it out yourself at netgear.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. I get daunted by the length of the show now. I look at this in 44 (laughs) minutes because I know that we've got to still do something else afterwards. We're not halfway yet. I know. Um, Good value, though, for the listeners. Oh, we're we're big on value. Value, Um, Speaking of value, great segue. Uh, Alcatel have announced their 2020 smartphone range three phones, all under $200. I've been waiting for this since CES because the, uh, the Alcatel 3L. Uh, looked like a great phone, and the question was, how well could they pull it off price-wise? The Alcatel 3L is $199, and it features a triple lens camera system. Now, here's the thing: there, and I've said this to the people at Alcatel. I so said, "Be very careful about just saying we've got triple lenses, because other people have said that, and they've been rubbish triple lenses." Yeah. But here's the thing about the 3L: it's a it's a standard, excellent quality, of 48 megapixel or something uh, camera, and then there's a 5 megapixel kind of ultra wide. And then there's a 2 megapixel super macro. Mm. Mate, the super macro is excellent. Yeah. Like I've been I was mucking around with it today and I'm like, "Oh my god, I can I can take a photo of the water drops on a flower the size of my thumb. Yeah. And it was that's excellent. Really short focal length. Really yes, short right. focal length. Where, you know, macro is not something a lot of phones yeah. do well
1: at all. Yeah, you're right. Um, Including the iPhone. iPhone's terrible at macro.
0: Shocking. Yeah. Uh, Android 10 octa processor, 4,000 milliamp hour battery available at Vodafone. It comes with a $40 SIM pack. Mate, that's. I can't wait to put that side by side with what Samsung are going to bring out at that level. I can't yep. wait to see it. Generally, how it performs, it's not going, let me be clear, it's not going to be the best camera on the market, yeah. but it's going to be mind-blowing in terms of bang for your buck.
1: Absolutely. Pound for pound, I think it's going to be hard to beat this one. Mm. And um, it's uh shout-out to my mate Sam Scontos who's come out aggressive with these pricing, I think, yeah. and for good reason. There were there were a lot of people who are in the market for a, a, a smartphone, uh, especially those uh, customers who couldn't run the COVID app. They were looking for an alternative. Spot on, yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of uh, options here. Uh, including that you've got to remember too, the the one V is one forty nine, and the one B is $99. ninety nine dollars.
0: <laughs> ninety dollars, smartphone yep. with a three thousand milliamp hour battery that yep. will run the COVID Safe app. Yep. If, if that's all you need it to do, yep. that's mate, that's ninety nine bucks. Ninety nine bucks, and, and oh, it's re- actually you uh, know like eighty nine because you get a ten dollar SIM card with it.
1: Exactly right. <laughs> and I've uh, I've reviewed and you have as well the three X, so that's sort of in the same family as this, the three L and that was 299 and even at 299 it was, I remember showing it to people and thinking, how much do you reckon this would this cost? And they said, look, this is a nice phone. And they were saying, oh, $899, 799 and they were just flabbergasted that it was a mm-hmm. 299 phone. And I've already, have you, have you got the 3L already? Yeah. So I, I've been I've been using it already, and, and
0: boy, you know, the quality, you're thinking, wow, this is 200, less than 200 I think, bucks. I think the, it kind of goes back to our conversation about TVs, you don't realise what you're missing until you see it kind of thing. Yeah. I don't have any doubt that when I sit sit the 3L side-by-side side with some uh, other brands or other value yeah. propositions, the screen will change in my of view. Course. But when, yeah. when, you, when you just take it out of the box, you turn it on, you go, oh, this is beautiful. It's yeah. a 6.22-inch screen. It's got just a tiny little um, U-shaped notch yeah. at the top for the front-facing camera. It's a really nice design on the back. And that triple-lens yeah. camera, it kind of looks... The thing is, as weird as this sounds, what's the first thing you do when you see someone with their phone? You look at the cameras to work out which phone it is. Yeah, you go, oh, it's an iPhone. It's got the up. It's got the two lenses up and above each other. It's a yeah. ten or a ten ten yeah. S. You know, yeah. you can kind of. I think that having a triple lens, actually, as weird as it is, it's a status thing.
1: Absolutely, yeah, you're right. And 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 again, look that this this is a phone that look it doesn't have an AMOLED super AMOLED screen no. like a like a thousand dollar phone, but the LED screen is still good. Is it's HD plus? It still looks terrific. And the camera system is like forty-eight megapixel. Is it there's even AI on board? There's AI, there's scene recognition. I think you yep. recognize twenty two different scenes and
0: different objects in your in your photos. And I so, at some trees today and yeah. it just it showed the little little icon for well, nature, I know, guess it is. I
1: think that we're, we're benefiting customers are benefiting now where sort of this this, this trickle down effect of technology yeah. now. And especially a company like Alcatel, which is owned by TCL and the reason they can offer prices like this is that they, they make everything in-house. So the whole – even the, the display, which is a very expensive part of the phone, is made by their their own company. Yeah. So that, that's why they can offer these great prices. A lot of people think, well, hang on, why, why is it so cheap? And uh, some people may question the, the quality of it. Hmm. But that's why, because end-to-end, they, they, like 99% of the phone is made in one factory, and that that saves on costs, and they pass that on to the customer. This phone, if they price that at 299 like the 3X –
0: people wouldn't it. you wouldn't have an eyelid you think no. yeah that's that's $299, 299 phone. and i think it's a smart play from vodafone to pick it up because what they're yeah. getting right now is they're getting those people walking in going my phone might run covid safe or i'm not getting good enough photos or yeah. whatever it is and or I or want
1: to buy my kid their first phone yeah. or so uh, uh, like an older customer like you say, might might want to br- have their first smartphone the the uh,
0: the covid safe app might be one example of it but as you said kids is another great example jackson Jackson's first phone was a Huawei Nova, and then he tested the 3, three Series last yeah. year for Alcatel. You know, there's absolutely nothing that this this thing won't do that, it, that is asked of it from a, a teenager. Um, absolutely right. It's it really just when they start to get into deeper and, and, and more power performance things that you might yeah. start to look up the range. And that's where T, that's why the strategy from from Alcatel, TCL in Australia is, yeah. well, let's keep people in the family, and when they're when they're done with their three, let's get them into a TCL. You know, yeah. so that's the smart move. I it is. It think, is mate, good. Then.
1: And even the TCLs, I think they're they're about four nine nine. Start at four nine nine. Even they're they're sort of really good bang for your buck as well. And uh, look for looking forward to seeing... they should be out soon, should they? Are, are yeah, they are they the next be few too weeks, long, yeah. Yeah, and they've got a five G I think version later in the second half of the year, five G yep. model, and the yep. two first ones will be the four Gs, but. With all like again at sort of next level of specs and camera yeah. quality and everything. It's
0: just, I mean, it's a bit of a pinch yourself moment to think that there is a company that can announce three smartphones, and all three of them are under two hundred yeah, bucks.
1: Amazing, amazing.
0: But uh, you'll yeah. find them at at Vodafone over staggered over the next couple of weeks, uh, and they're later. also South
1: Sydney sponsors as well. So oh. we love them for that too. Oh Go well, the Rabbitohs. We We, could
0: die, we could, Can't we could. wait for the footy to come back. Come on. All your, your blokes been vaccinated? Yeah,
1: they're all good. They're all good. No one's a, a, afraid of a little prick.
0: <laughs>
1: pin, pin prick, I, I mean. Just, uh, but like, uh, let, let's talk about that for just briefly, right? We'll just digress slightly, right? Yep. The the guys who are not the, the sort of the, let's call them the anti vaxxers Yeah. Um, one of them is married to a really famous anti-vaxer. Yeah. And
0: who loves a it, bo- bit of botox?
1: Yeah. Anyway, but she's uh i think that's kind of uh he's got to make a decision cuz that's the new rule if you want to play you need to have the jab yeah so if you don't have the jab
0: you're not playing yeah and you you going to walk away from your contract over a, that are and you? and this is a guy who plays
1: contact sport for a living yeah. and who is c- 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 you know, risking long-term brain damage playing every week is, <laughs> is doesn't want to have a needle I he's not afraid of the needle. No. He's, he, again, it's sort of the
0: 5G conspiracy theorist that on. are saying that you know oh, it causes
1: autism and all this well, stuff.
0: Well, Matty Rogers came out. I don't know if you saw yes, that. Yes, I did. And, and God's good to he, him. He's got yes. an autistic child, yes. and he himself you know, went down the rabbit hole and read everything that had been said, but he couldn't prove it. There's no proof of nah, that. And it was not. great for Matty, Matty Rogers to come out. And frankly, forget the autism thing. I love the fact that he just came out and he said, listen, it's called employment. You do what your boss says. You know, you're required to do something. And some people have to pee in a cup when they go to work to make sure, like a security guard might have to pee in a cup to make sure they haven't, you know, taken drugs. League players do that. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, hey, on the field, you follow the rules. Yeah. Off the field,
1: you follow the rules. And that's the new rule. It's just bizarre.
0: Bizarre. Bizarre. See how that turns anyway. Oh, all good, all good, in, in Parramatta and South Sydney land—that's all that matters, really, isn't it?
1: Well, Parramatta were—they uh,
0: were leading the competition.
1: And I remember when yeah. this whole drama started; they wanted to end the competition because they were head-on for and against. <laughs> they said, "Right, we've
0: won the comp, yeah. two games in." Yeah, but yeah, I think even at the end of the year, we'll say we won the real comp. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> we didn't win this after when there was crowds at the games. Yeah, we, we yeah. won the comp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, two blokes talking. Well, everything. <laughs>
1: We're going to talk security, Trev. Security is a very security. important, very important if thing. If Max Walker security. comes within ten feet of this door, <laughs> shoot him. The twelfth man references are getting almost as popular as the Seinfeld references. That's very, very good. But we're going to talk a few things here that I think the latest news uh, that's just actually happened today. We're recording this on a Thursday, and uh, Service New South Wales, which is kind of the the place where you get your driver's license, your boat license, and and it's a government department. Has had a breach where apparently uh, an employee allegedly clicked on a phishing email. Well,
0: that's the the only possible explanation for an email based hack. Yeah.
1: So it's, it's, uh, apparently some data was compromised. and, And so that means like names and addresses and license numbers and are out, could be out there and like enough information that could potentially lead to identity theft and them opening bank accounts in your name and things like that, which is a real worry. Yep. But, the, so the the time we're living in now the security I think it's a cyber criminal's wet dream right now because <laughs> there is everyone working from home outside of their IT protection of their company their corporate protection mm. and the a lot of people curious looking online about information about the coronavirus so everything's just playing into their hands
0: yeah. And and like I was thinking about it with uh, so my mum as I said runs the pub she's applying for all the grants and she rang me the other day and she said I've got to send I got this email from Service New South Wales I've got to send it to the account and it was all legit but it made me realise do you know what my mum's a sucker like she's the likely sucker if she gets a text message or an email uh. that that potentially says something that she is waiting for like you know we've got your application there's a problem we just need you to click this link and fill in some details. All you need to do is ask for a name, driver's licence, date of birth and address. And frankly, if you're filling in something about the ATO, you're probably going to provide all that yeah. and you've just handed over your identity. Full stop, done.
1: What about how cheeky these bludgers are that are that are running the phone scam, the JobKeeper phone scam, Mate. where they're calling people and and just in, in some cases they were just lucky. They, they, they lucked out and were talking to people that were actually on JobKeeper. Hmm. And they were they were pretending to be from their organisations. There would have been a bit of homework involved. So they're ringing. So say they ring me up. And say, look, oh, look, uh We're are I'm ringing from uh, head office, and we just want to process your jobkeeper payment. We just need you to update your bank details. We want to want to deposit this money in your account? Can you just help us out? And there'd be a lot of people that think, yeah, yeah, sure, here, yeah, that's my bank account details. Boom, mm. and, and and that's it. That's how cheeky these bludges have become. Mate, in you a love... time now where we're we're you know, people are out of work. Unemployment levels higher than they've ever been.
0: And there's still these scumbags out there doing this. Wouldn't you love to be involved oh. in a raid on these scumbags? Yes, I would. You know, kick down with a the baseball. Door. Bat. Yes. yes. Oh, I always think a lightsaber. Yeah. yeah. Um, because <laughs> I don't, don't want to break my lightsaber. I've got a big wooden baseball back, an oh, oh, yeah. old school one that I just take yeah. with me swinging. We don't condone violence on the show, but but again, if cyber you criminals, caught someone who's tried to steal your money, then, you know, good luck. <laughs> I didn't say what I was going to do with it. I was going to smash his computer. Obviously. Yeah. Okay. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, okay. That's the first anymore. thing
1: that's the first thing maybe that you start with. <laughs> start with that and, and then work, his fingers one your, by one, work your way down. Twenty four
0: style, Jack yeah, Bauer. Yeah, wow. Well, Except that it, it is
1: it is a worry though, I think that it's people sad. really we really need to and the ATO came out and said, Look, we we send emails and SMSs but as a as a as a reminder that you've got a message in your myGov account. So they never ever send a link in an email or a text message. So, for those who have received a text message from the HO with a link in it, don't click it because it could be some malware or or a a malicious site, perhaps, but...
0: It's ring just, a, ring the ATO. It's just a Call reminder them. that these are the times when you need to be hyper vigilant. Oh, totally. Yeah. We're desperate, like you're desperate to find out what's happening with your process, payment or whatever. And this is going to happen for months because I misunderstood. I thought it was one just you apply and then you get one big lump sum of six months worth of JobKeeper, but it's nah, every it's month thing, you've got yeah. to put in the data and put in the details and fill it all out. And yeah. you know, unfortunately, these scams are going to go on. So. Be totally. alert, be alert, be alarmed, be aware, and all that stuff. But yeah, um, totally. also, this is a reminder to have uh, antivirus installed. Yeah. And, and and without you know any fear or favor, all four big antivirus because Spursky, Norton, Trend Micro, McAfee, they all have internet security protection that will yeah. stop you clicking links that you shouldn't click. Yes, you, and e- and even haven.
1: have uh, <laughs> licenses to use on your mobile devices. A lot of people think, oh, I don't need it on my phone, but you do access the internet on your phone, yeah. and it could save you from going to a malicious website. Yeah. So that it's 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 uh, it's definitely worth having and 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 look if if you if you got any connected device needs to have some kind of security you Spot have on. to do it
0: yep anything that's connected make sure you've got protection uh, from all, one of the big companies and obviously Norton uh, in your case Trend Micro in mind yep. there's a lot of great people out there but just please be secure you don't drive yeah. your car without friggin' insurance why are you why are you uh, you know using your, your exactly connected right devices, don't drive without a seatbelt on no that's
1: right yeah. But the, uh, Norton, speaking of Norton, they are offering uh, six months for of Norton family software mm-hmm. for free and without having to put down a credit card. Normally when you go to the free yeah. offer, you put down the credit card and then if, if you forget to cancel at the end of the month, then they bill you. In this instance, they want to give you the software, six months worth, no credit card down, you can use it and... I guarantee you'll probably end up paying for it in the end because it is really good security software, especially for families and you know this yourself. You've got yep. kids on devices and you can't just keep an eye on them wherever they go. They've got smartphones and tablets and everything and this helps you keep track of all of that. You even get reports on the sites they visit and you can Ban certain sites and things like that. So
0: worth it. It costs you nothing. Six months Norton LifeLock. Yeah, Joe Freak. has to come and knock on your door to get access to certain websites. It's unbelievable. <laughs> the, 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 the 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 hoops you put in front of your family. No, mate. To my, use the internet,
1: my kids are all adults, mate. I was talking about your all wife. No, no, she can go wherever she wants, mate. She tells me where to go. I don't tell her where to go. <laughs> now let's just get that clear, okay?
0: That's how it works in my house too.
1: Two blokes proudly supported by our mates at Uniden, and it's a great time. Uh, with uh, this, maybe you may have some spare time on your hands. Working from home, you're not commuting every day. Uh, good time to maybe think of installing a security camera, and a great choice would be the Guardian App Cam Solo PT. PT is short for pan and tilt. This is the only wire-free pan and tilt camera, so that means you can pan through 355 degrees and tilt through 140 degrees all from the app. So you don't even need to be home to be able to see a full view of your home, your backyard, your business, and it's really takes the place of having two security cameras. It is full HD, so you're getting really clear pictures there. You can do the pan and tilting remotely through the app as well. Has a rechargeable battery on board, but it does come with a solar panel. So you can connect the solar panel and it's uh, the whole kit together. No need to get up on the ladder to change the battery and recharge it. Of course, it's weatherproof. Also has two-way torque and a siren built in. It also has uh, the unique technology to Uniden. It's called ThermoSense, which means that it can detect heat and motion so that you're not getting flooded with false notifications of things moving in the background. Well worth it. Take charge of your security. You can really do that with the AppCam. The CamSolo PT kit comes with a solar panel, don't forget. If you want to check it out, it's at uniden.com.au.
0: This is Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennec. I don't even know what your topic is at the end. I can't wait to find out. I can't. Yeah, handwriting, catchery, No, I don't know what that says. I'm, I'm just excited to find out. Actually, I, I've, I've called it the, the wrong name, but that's all right. Okay, I'll know what to just call it. briefly though. Uh, you have your Call of Duty moment. I get my F1. Yes. Moment. Okay. Now, this will be this yeah. will be just the preemptive moment because it's not okay. out until July. But oh. I did get to play with the beta version of F1 2020 yep. over the last couple of weeks, and I'll tell you why I want to I want to expose you to this, Stephen, is because I think even you can play it. Okay. There's there's a couple of things about this. G- so it's like an on-rails part, is it, or...? There, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Oh, so in... It's <coughs> a bit more forgiving. In Grand Prix mode, yep. there's now a casual mode. Okay. But the whole race has to be that way, so I can't be in a pro mode and you in a casual. The whole race ah. has to be casual. <coughs> but what it means is... like. And it was funny, I've been driving Audis for the last couple of days and they've got this built-in where, you know, when, in, when your car kind of pushes you back into the lane.
1: Yes, lane assistance it's like local. It's seriously aggressive. I'll turn, aggressive that, off. I'll turn on, that off on my car. <coughs>
0: it's seriously aggressive on the Audis and okay. it's hard to turn off because they're trying to keep you safe. Right. But that's what you have in this F1 2020 casual mode. Okay. You, you, but you go towards the edge of the track and it just pushes you back. Now, you oh. can you can turn directly opposite and it'll, it'll go off. But it almost never spin. <laughs> See, now in F1, when you go off even the slightest little movement on the grass will spin you and and, and pebbles and stuff yep. will spin you because that's that's the friction that's what happens in an F1 car so yep. what in the casual mode it just it just kind of lets you you know bounce a bit over and also if you stay off for too long it just goes boop, puts you back in the middle of the track and then oh. counts you back into the race so can it's you can your car get damaged and all that too or no not in it, casual mode it forgives no. you that as well but in, in the normal full-on mode
1: that you play... Oh, in
0: the normal full-on mode, you, you tap someone, you, you, it's over, because right. you've know you you've lost your downforce on the wing, just like yeah, in the real yeah. thing. Right. But, mate, I was really impressed with it, because the problem is I love watching my kids play it, uh, but Jacko's, like, really good. Little yeah. bastard can beat me. Beats you. Even in the yeah. new... Like, there's two new tracks. His young reflexes, mate. for the young. Dutch Grand Prix and Hanoi for the Vietnamese Grand Prix. Oh. Races we've never seen... Because they didn't happen, oh, but they were due to happen in twenty twenty. Yeah, but I've oh. now raced those tracks and they're awesome. It's like lo- wow, that's it's a great thing because it's a brand new track to learn. So they're awesome. Does Highly it look, recommend just look those.
1: Photo realistic as well. It must look amazing.
0: Yeah, it looks amazing, right? Oh, yeah. So the new tracks are awesome. The casual mode is awesome, yeah. and then the other thing they've introduced, which we haven't tested yet. It's called My Team. So when you start a career, you can be the 11th team in Formula 1. So you can create a whole new team. Could create an EFTM team. I think I will. <laughs> uh, you, you create the colour scheme. You yeah. choose from some logo mechanics and Is stuff. That right? That's cool. Yeah. That's and so cool. you then have to not, not just manage the team, the finances, the sponsorship, employ other drivers, but you also race. You can't just manage the team. And I spoke it's to a bit the like football manager. Remember that game Football Manager? Yeah, but you have to go on the field in this. Ah. I spoke to the blokes from from CodeMasters who make it and I said, "Do you have to race?" He said, "Yes, cuz we're it would be against our grain to have you just managing a team. There of are course. management games out there you can yeah, play." Yeah. Okay. This is we're a simulator game, but we just want you to have the whole experience. And he said it's also very interesting when you when you sit in your car and you're racing and your teammates trying to pass you. When you're the team owner and manager you're thinking, "Yeah, okay." We need the points. You know, You, if you're faster than me, go. Really? That like, much detail? Wow. Because because normally your teammates trying to pass you, you don't give a it rats. It's like, mate, you're not yeah. passing me. This is... Like, yeah, I, right. I'm not invested in the team. I'm invested yeah. in my world championship. Just
1: ask Sebastian Vettel, eh?
0: Yes. And, and, and Mark. So
1: Mark. What's his second name? Mark. The guy, the guy who
0: used to drive for Red Bull. Mark Webber. Mark Webber. Webber. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Multi-21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. What about your knowledge coming in there? Hey, mate, I've, uh, I've, Very got nice. a, I've got a bit of back pocket F1 information. Anyway, F1 2020 comes out... Yeah. Tenth of July, a little bit more to go in terms of development. So this of is it. this is platform, PS4, Xbox, or is just yeah, PC it's, game? it's Everything. I've been playing it on PC. Something the beat is only available on PC. Yeah, right. So I've got the whole rig set up so at the office. It would be awesome on the PC. Yeah, it is actually. It's yeah, really wow. really good because you can have the wider screen and yeah, awesome. it's it's very very nice. Question without notice. Yeah.
1: Is Is Daniel Ricciardo going to go to Ferrari? or not? I don't think so. Because Vettel's leaving. everybody Yeah, is so he, Vettel's
0: gone at the end of the yeah. year. It's either there's going to be one of three things happen at Ferrari. It'll either be Carlos signs from McLaren, yep. Daniel Ricardo from Renault, or something crazy like Mick Schumacher, Michael's son, who's been doing very well in the in the uh, lower categories. He'd be super young, but I wow. I don't think Ferrari would do that. I think Ferrari. Would bring him into the academy and put him into some other team for a yeah, couple right. of years, and then bring him into Ferrari, so like they did with Charles Leclerc. Yeah, but the if TV I news was saying he w- he probably won't. If it I had to put money on it right now, I think Carlos Sainz is probably already signed with right. Ferrari, and Daniel will go to McLaren.
1: Would you? Would you uh, prefer him at Ferrari? Would that be a good move for him, or is McLaren going to be? So he's going to if he's he's leaving Renault at the end of this
0: year. I, I don't think there's much doubt that he'll leave Renault. At the and end so of McLaren
1: is courting him too, are they, or is that sort of already been yeah, going he's, on Yeah, like a while. he's
0: one of the gun drivers. They yeah, don't want him. I see. Macla- Imagine even in a McLaren
1: or, or a Ferrari you do well, eh? Like,
0: well, see, McLaren right now are doing well enough to get, you know, th- they're basically battling with, with Renault. yeah. But next year they're going to have a Mercedes engine, so maybe they're going to be uh. faster next year. So, uh, you know, there's some reason to think they could be better, but there's also reasons to think that would be bad because there's meant to be new rules next year and I don't know. Anyway. Yeah.
1: When are we going to see F1 back again? <laughs> have they set a date like the NRL?
0: They, they they think they're gonna they be able to do Peter in over there, mate. Get they're Peter Volandi's over some, there. Something in Europe in July, but July, really you've yeah. still got some dramas, mate. I don't know. Like if you're Daniel Ricardo stuck in your your uh, farm at Perth, yeah. safe Is he in Australia? Is yeah, he yeah. Here? yeah right. Like would you go back to Europe right now with COVID everywhere? Well, I don't know, mate. In two months you might though. It's a long If mate, it's work if it work if
1: duty calls, like uh that's got to take precautions, of course, but he's got,
0: he's got to get an exemption from border force to leave the country. Yeah, true. Right. So,
1: well, you know, that's uh, these are the the issues we're going to face in the coming months, aren't we?
0: Bring it on. Two blokes talking rubbish. <laughs>
1: Really, really quickly. Speaking Trem, of rubbish, uh, yeah, really quickly. I'm just going to just talk about the Sennheiser Momentum. Ah, true. You wrote, Wy- that should be T W two. You wrote S. <laughs> he wrote just just for the record. He wrote SW, that looks like a Z to I me. I think Star Wars. It's Star Wars. 2.
0: I thought Star Wars too. S W
1: no. It should be T W. Anyway, the Sennheiser Momentum True Wireless two. These are the Sennheiser versions of the AirPods. That's yeah, the AirPods Pro. Uh, these are. Packed with Sennheiser's, look they're seventy-five-year-old company, Sennheiser, and we we have d- done an episode with the Sennheiser people, and uh, this is the kind of the legacy product of theirs in in terms of the earphones, not the headphones. Yep. They've managed to pack all this technology on board. Uh, I really like these. They're slightly bigger than normal earphones. They've got seven um, millimeter drivers on board, l- slightly larger battery as well. But I think that extra size is worth it. If, not not massively bigger, but slightly larger than your normal than your normal earphones. Uh, but what I really like about them too is how you can actually adapt the touch controls. So whatever the controls on the left and right, if you want to double tap to be your transparent hearing, or if you want to double tap to be your voice fully assistant, you, you can go to town and make it your own. Yep. So you're not locked into their own their own settings there, and they're very responsive too. It's not like some some earphones you tap the side. Just glance the side and it stops everything. These are these are really nicely responsive. And even when you take an earbud out, it is smart enough to stop your music. And then when you put it back in, it put, it resumes right away as well. Sound quality is superb. These are as you'd expect Sennheiser. They really deliver. They 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 do have an equalizer in the app, but don't expect it to really change the sound too much. It, you might be able to tweak the bass and the treble, but I think they got the balance the the balance pretty much right out of the box I I really like solid bass not not too over the top just, just really nicely balanced there beautiful clarity nice whatever you're listening to whether it's spoken word whether it's music anything else just sounds fantastic on the go and the noise cancellation too one of the best noise cancellation in an earphone that I've heard very very nice and also has that transparent mode too if you uh, want to hear what's going on around you and their price look they're not cheap they're 499.95 so they're more expensive than the airpods and the galaxy buds plus but i think audio quality they've they've got they they play both off the break the better audio quality than the samsung and the and the apple and i think noise cancellation probably slightly better as well so you are getting in my opinion, a better pair of headphones. That's why they're more expensive. They do come in a little charging case. It's covered in fabric as well, nice little case that is slightly larger than the Samsung on the AirPod case, but uh, you do get up to 28 hours of usage uh, with that case as well.
0: Well, (coughs) nice. I didn't hear a word you said, Stephen, um, because how much money did I put on Daniel Racing for McLaren? I don't know. It's just been announced. Oh, really, just then? Yep. Breaking literally, news on two blokes. Literally, just seriously, he signed with McLaren. Just been announced breaking uh, Ricardo to replace Signs at McLaren. There's wow. no announcement from Ferrari or Signs, but clearly he's going to, to Ferrari. Wow. Um, that happened an, while we were talking. Yeah, now. I got an email from Renault saying uh, Renault and Daniel Ricardo will not continue collaboration beyond 2020. And then immediately, okay. McLaren announced that Daniel Ricardo will race alongside Lando Norris for 2021. So, who's, who's the lead driver, Formu- mate? Formula One. That's a good question. Um... You know, I would I would argue Daniel is the lead driver, and Lando yeah. is still the the youngster. But they'll cool. He's more like a mentor, and we just now await the um the news from Ferrari. Uh, it's sad. Interesting. I would have liked to to have seen Daniel in the red. I would have liked to have seen yeah. an Aussie in a Ferrari. That's all. Okay. At some point, but McLaren they're no shab- they're not too shabby, are they? McLaren. Yeah. They're they're a big name, they're a big brand, but you know they're not yeah. exactly winning races right now. That's right. that's the problem for Daniel. He wants Maybe. to win a world championship. Yeah, of course, of course. But they they got a lot of money, so uh, good luck to him. <laughs> good luck. congratulations. All right, uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading another an absolute crackerjack episode there, four hundred <laughs> and thirty-six. Uh, and don't forget to tune into the Tech Guide podcast next week for the four hundredth episode, Stephen. Oh, please, yes, Tech Guide, there. my
1: four hundredth episode. Yes, please uh, listen. It's
0: uh... and um, we'll be back next week for episode four hundred and thirty-seven. <laughs>